You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Yo, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. I'm trying to be positive. I'm trying badly, really badly to be positive. My name's Dan Potts and I'm your host tonight for the same old Arsenal Team Talk. Joining me are the two lovely ladies from the Highbury Squad. First of all, we have Sophie Nicholas. Sophie, how are you doing? On deck and ready to go, Mr. Potts. Good to have you on as always. And Amanda PG, you've come on to same old Arsenal team talk. Yes, finally. Yay! Finally, I'm on a show where I'm actually interested in it. Oh, God, this is the problem with, with PG, right? I invited what? her on. She's, I don't want to talk about transfers. I don't, I don't want, want to talk, talk about, transfers. about transfers. I don't even go on the hybrid squad and talk about transfers. Oh. I w- she would kill me if I went on a show and talked about transfers, wouldn't you, Sophie? <laughs> 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 Anyway, hello everyone. Uh, Thank you for having me, Dan. Lovely (laughs) to have you on. And joining us as well, we have got Manny who's going to drop in at some point, but uh, we've got Hal, Sheffield United fan from the Sheffield United way. Hal, thanks for joining us, man. How are you doing, bro? All right, Dan. Yeah, normally my face isn't so kind of bedecked in darkness. This is the worst possible backdrop. I look like I'm in Jurassic Park or something, but... uh, (laughs) I've you look like wonder... you've got a great tan, and I'm yeah. jealous. <laughs> it, does, yeah. it does look like I've got a great tan, which I which I don't. I'm almost opaque, but uh, I had to. <laughs> I, I had to do this downstairs. When I'm, I don't want to give you the full sort of rundown of the house. It's not Cluedo, but I I had to watch the cricket, obviously. <laughs> and uh, the, the only place I can watch the cricket is is downstairs. So you normally get a fantastic Sheffield United backdrop, which people who watch my channel know. Sorry, you've got this. Do you know what? I, 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 you don't have to apologise. You're on an Arsenal show. We don't need to see Sheffield United shirts. It's all good. <laughs> uh, no, I'm joking, of course. But Hal, thanks so much for coming on, man. Really appreciated. Um, we're going to talk Arsenal a little bit first. We're going to go and just mention quickly last night. Then what we're going to do is go into the weekend's game, talk a little bit about Sheffield United season. And I know that Hal's got a little bit of inside knowledge about the old uh, Chris Wilder stuff. I know you can't say too much. You can't tell us, though. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have got to provide us. You're a little tease, aren't you? You're a little tease. He's literally just dropped that in there now. You know, just dropped that in there. I know loads, but I can't tell you. 
Uh, yeah, I know <laughs> quite a lot, but I'm not allowed to say. I have to kill you if I tell you. What um, a carrot you just dangled, Hal. That's a huge carrot. Huge massive, carrot. massive, massive carrot. But we are going to talk about last night. Um, Amanda, let's come to you. Uh, I've spoke very vocally on this podcast most Monday nights about not trusting this process, not wanting this manager. And I've been saying the same thing since November and I'm tired and I'm bored of it. So I'm going to shut up tonight. I'm going to let the guests talk about what they <laughs> believe is happening at Arsenal Football Club. Let's concentrate not so much in general about Arteta and the players. and well, Let's just concentrate on what we saw last night because last night for me was a disappointment, of course, because we conceded the away goal, which we did not want to do in the last minute. We had a lot of chances in the game, which the players fluffed their lines yet again. I saw negative tactics from the manager. We didn't really look interested. It didn't look like we were actually trying to do much at all in terms of pressing or, or, or whatever it be. What did you make of the game? What did you make of the players and what did you make of the manager last night, PG? Okay, in a nutshell, it was absolutely dire to the 80th minute. Then all of a sudden, loads of energy came on the pitch and it completely changed. Um, Pepe scored a great goal and our defence behaved like dickheads. But apparently that is Mikel Arteta's fault that um, Lacazette didn't take his chances and Saka didn't take his chance, but that's Mikel Arteta's fault. Um, uh, It's my turn, Sophie. You're not in charge of this one. Um, And the fact is that people keep saying to me all day long, um, what happens if we'd have brought them on earlier? We would have, um, we could have, we could have. No one has a crystal ball that to say that if they'd have made those changes 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes earlier, that anything would have changed any different. We will. He, he made the change on the 80th minute. We score a goal. If he doesn't, if the dickhead, uh, sorry, if we start yes, one the dickhead. If the dickhead doesn't. The dickhead. <laughs> the defence. If the dickheads didn't act like dickheads in defence, you'd have all been lauding him for playing the team because everyone wanted a Bamiyang benched. Playing that team, getting the 1-0, and go into Slavia Prague with that result. But the dickheads did end up giving out... A, I can't even go into the defending side of it. And it's one all. But I will say, as I said before the show, uh, it is half-time. Everyone needs to calm down. We do have another match to go. And if we can just convert some of our chances, that would be nice. Um, I can see all the comments coming in. I, I totally get that the buck stops with the manager. It will come down to that. Absolutely. But you bring another manager in, we'll have the same old thing again. We've got the same players, same issues with the Cronkies, with the investment, with everything that's going on. So in a nutshell, I was bored watching the game, absolutely bored. Where was where was all their energy? Where was their enthusiasm? No cohesion, nothing. But there we go. That's what I think. Thank you, PG. And you know what? It, it is interesting. So if I come to you next, and then I'm going to bring somebody in who's definitely got an opinion. Um, I personally feel like the last two games against Liverpool and obviously last night's game was nothing to do with knee-jerk reactions. I've been seeing this sort of play for a long time. Three weeks ago, I saw it at Manchester City. Rob Holding got done by a five-foot-four lad. And then three weeks or four weeks later against Liverpool, Rob Holding gets done by a five-foot-seven Yotta. So you can sit there and say, this is the players, that they aren't good enough, right? Fair play. Some of them are not good enough. My question marks with this manager has been, what is he trying to do, for one? And what is he telling those players last night? Because what I saw was lackluster, no pressing, jogging, passing the ball sideways and backwards. These players, Soph, that everyone says mm-hmm. aren't good enough, 
are Arteta signings. I look, mm-hmm. look go, go through this squad. There's only Bellerin and Lacazette that he does not want to keep. If you actually believe in what um, Arteta is trying to do, so he's got Leno in goal because he's his number one. Did he Martin sign Ezzy Leno? Got, Did Martin he sign Bellerin? Did he sign all these players? No, no, no. Just, no, but he. You look at what I'm saying. You just said they're Arteta's players. Yeah. He signed them. He's playing them. He's, he's playing them. He's, he picks he's them. Playing them. He's well, yeah. playing them every week, signing them, or he's giving them new contracts. So Leno, he wanted to keep ahead of Martinez. Yeah, that's one player that he wants to keep in this side. He wants him. Might not have signed him, but he wants him. He thinks he's good enough. Plays him every single game. All right? I like Leno. I'm just going through the team. Bellerin, you can question about that because of late, he's not really played him. Plays him most of the time, but he's not played him of late. Cedric's is signing. Gabriel's is signing. Holding, contract extension. Chaka, every single game. 100% in the minutes, every single game. Thomas Party, his signing. Willian, his signing. Um, Smith Rowe looks quite a good player that he'd like, I think he'd like to, well, hopefully he wants to keep. Saka wants to keep. And then you can go on to Lacazette, um, who I think probably will, probably will. Rao signed to... Willian and Cedric. So that's not good. Under no. what? Under I mean, no, 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 no. He wasn't even the manager then. He was I the mean, coach. he doesn't even, he, you can't even that's like, ridiculous. you can't even, no, what's ridiculous is that you can't even say that William got signed under Anteta's watch. This is what's pissing me William off. William okay. was signed under Rao's watch as well. Uh, William was signed made a decision. by. Anyway. Sorry, okay. Dan. Go on. No. Okay. So, right. so this is my and this is this is where I'm going to wrap this up, right? Because these players are have been bought, whether you think he's bought them or whether under his watch, right? And he was either the manager, the coach. He was there at the time. So, if you get to the stage where you think these players are rubbish, Arteta is one picking these players, and two seems quite happy with what he's got. Particularly last night, I saw. All of those 11 uh, players get ahead of players like the Martinelli's and the Aubameyang's, rightly so in that case, and some of the others that were on the bench. So Arteta is picking that team. Whether you like it or not, he's picking th- that, those players and he clearly thinks they are the best to go out there and win it. So what worries me is people are pointing the finger saying it's not the manager, it's the players. What one is it then? Because when we win, the manager's a genius. When we lose, it's the players. So I'm really getting confused by that, Soph. And before I bring Manny in, I just wanted to get your opinion on things last night, just in general, about is it this players? Is it this manager? Sorry, is it the players? Okay, I'm going to try and quantify a season and also some thinking that I was doing last night, right? So it's the players and the manager. They are all culpable. When you're a team, okay, and there's a leader who has a strategy and objectives, as a team, you have to then go execute those goals, whether you're in football, whether you're in the film industry, whether you're in a paperclip company. There is always a leader who sets the tone and gives the soldiers their marching orders, right? I think the players look confused against Liverpool and they look confused last night because what happens is when a leader sets their strategy and their goals, They're very, um, they they can be adaptable to them, but they have to also stick to their guns, right? And it seems like the players for a while were believing in him, playing for him, fighting for him, feeling him, loving him. And then over the last, I would say since the North London derby, when he benched Aubameyang and rightly so, something's been lost, right? Here's the thing that I don't understand with Mikel Arteta. I've never seen anything like this before, really. Frank Lampard was a legend at Chelsea Football Club, a legend. And even Chelsea fans who were behind him 
who were disciples, amb- ambassadors, evangelists of Lampard, could see that at some point it just wasn't working. You can't spend $250 million and have a team that isn't performing with all of that talent, right? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, a legend at Manchester United. I can see why Manchester United and why Manchester United fans have been patient with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Not a good manager. Lampard, same. Not a, not a proven manager. Derby, yes, took him to a playoff, but he didn't pull it off in the big game. Didn't pull off the big game against Arteta either in the FA Cup semi-final. Eventually, he had to go. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer loses semi-finals left, right and centre. But you can see why fans root for them, love them, want them to succeed. I'm sorry. I'm not saying Mikel Arteta should be fired today, but he's not even a legend at Arsenal. He was a lovely captain who played nice football in a team that did fine and won an FA Cup. But ultimately, this cult feeling around him that you can't criticize him, you can't say anything about him. What is that? Where is that coming from? I just don't understand it. If you criticize him, you're a villain. You want him out. Mm. If you it criticize that way him, with a certain section of the fan base, yes, I must admit, I don't yes, understand why. I just don't get it, right? So Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has been in more pressurized situations as a player. Frank Lampard was in more pressurized situations as a player than Mikel Arteta ever was in his entire career, okay? Now, a green manager, work experience at Arsenal. 12 losses in the Premier League. We're 10th. We finished 8th last season. The only reason he has the love coupons with the Arsenal fans is because he won the FA Cup. Nothing more, nothing less. If Unai Emery had won the Europa League, he would have been given more time too. He would have been given more chances too. But Arsenal Football Club aren't going to be judged by FA Cups because we've won 14 of them. And I'm not being snobby by saying at the beginning of the season, I said, I want to win the Europa League and I want to be competitive in the Premier League. And what's happened is that we've regressed in the Premier League and this so-called record since January has gone to pot. (laughs) Yes, he may have improved us defensively, but just look at what's happened in the last few weeks. So it's okay to criticize the manager without malice and be respectful. But let's all be honest. This is dire. This is bad. This is, it's never been so bad in the Premier League, Dan. And so for me, last night was another one of those, you know, there's, there's, um, you have a, a meltdown, a breakdown, and then you hit rock bottom. And right now, Arsenal have hit rock bottom in the Premier League and they're gonna, they need football rehab. But what and who is willing to take the 12 steps and more to bring them back? And mm. is he the right man to lead the comeback? Because you're talking about giving him money in the summer and him spending that money. And oh, by the way, how interesting that Balogun's deal was announced today. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? The PR machine and the communications at the club is phenomenal. They know exactly what to do and what trigger to hit when they do it. And so that to me signals the end of Lacazette's career at Arsenal. Maybe Eddie and Ketia's. I think they'll stick with Aubameyang. But all very interesting. He lost his way. He's looked confused and he's looked um, flustered. And we've not seen that before. After the Liverpool game, after the last night's game, he looked a little bit lost. And I think that's a glaring, glaring statement in terms of where we're at. And I think that he doesn't quite know what to do right now. 
worrying indeed because obviously Unai Emery lost his job for players down in tools and the last two games they've more than down tools in my opinion. Uh, How I'd love to get your opinion on this in just a minute. I am going to bring somebody in who is going to uh, have an opinion himself. Manny, welcome back to the show, bro. Manny, how you doing, man? (laughs) Oh, tribute, tribute, tribute indeed. Tribute indeed. Oh, bro. You know can't what? believe it, man. I'm absolutely got it, bro. Yeah, I'm yeah. absolutely devastated because the man actually yeah. had an impact on my childhood, man. What's going on? What's going on? Same here. Um, just for people that don't know, obviously, rest in peace, DMX. Oh, no, did huge, he die? Huge fan. Yeah, he 50 did. years old today. Oh. Um it's been a day, it's been a couple, hasn't it? Obviously, Prince Philip and, of course, DMX. It's been a sad day, and I was a huge, huge fan of DMX and Eminem growing up. And, um, yeah, great, great shout there, Money. Uh, how are you, man? I can tell by your title uh, of your name that you are <laughs> having a very, very uh, strong opinion of this team. Um, over to you. The floor is yours, man. Oh, bro, fuck him. Fuck him. I've, ha- I've had enough of him. I've had enough of him. I've had enough of him. Listen. I've been under a cloud of misery, right? It's been months of just, you know, I haven't felt much emotion, you know? So I've been on the mountain that title with a melancholy maze, but I came down to witness a gutless garbage performance, right? A party who who completely pooped, a left-hand side that was concocted in a back-alley Portuguese-speaking bathhouse, a laboring lopsided Lump a loser in Lacazette. Yeah, I'm sick of him, bro. I'm sick of the man. Yeah, I'm sick of the sight of him. He's had this 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 cloud above his head since what was it Emery's first season? Ever since then, it's just been rubbish, crap. Yeah, spiky for no reason, slow, unreliable. But you know what? He's led by a Lego-headed Catalan who sits on his hands, giving himself stranger wanks all night. In all this time we've moved to the Emirates, right? We still have the same issues. We still talk about the same problems. We are still here, and a 1-1 draw against Slavia Prague is not a surprise, Pots. Who's really shocked by this? When we were 1-0 up, did did you really, really think that we were going to hold out? Did you really think that? Yeah? Did you truly believe that we could do it? You didn't. Yet again, I'm seeing a group of players, and I don't want to say they're down in tools. I don't, I don't want to say just that, but it's looking very, very reminiscent of a previous time, isn't it? Mm. It's looking very similar, isn't it, Pot? Now, some people may call this an overreaction. Some people may call this, you know, it's only half time and, and this, that, and the other. But cast your minds back. How many times have we been here? How many times have we seen this? How many times have we gone over the same scenarios? So this is not an overreaction. We've seen this for far too long, bro. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Did they want it? Did they understand what was on the line? Did they understand that this is a game that you're expected to win? And when you're expected to win, you go out and you perform. What did we watch last night, boss? Did we see anybody really want it? 
Can I ask That's a question? Sorry. Can I just ask a question? Do you think? So do you think that they didn't want it and the desire wasn't there because Mikhail oh. Arteta is their coach or because they didn't want the desire because they didn't want to bother playing? Well, he has to inspire them, motivate <clears throat> no, them. No, I'm sorry, Sophie. Now. I've asked Manny. Go on, Manny. You know what? These players never had it when, when Arteta came. They'll never have it when Arteta leaves. They don't have it. Really? Period. What, ESR, period. Saka, Party didn't have it? Uh, 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 uh. I'm not talking about these guys now. No, no, well, I, need to, I need to make that clear. I need to make that very clear. I need to make that very clear because I said on previous pods, these are players that I want to see succeed. I'm talking about the Bellerins. I'm talking about the Williams, the Cedric's, the Jackers, the Lacazette. I'm talking about the seasoned pros who are yet again being bailed out by youngsters who are being led by the weird. Everyone and the was lauding Lacazette a couple of weeks ago and Cedric. I wasn't. Anyway. Fuck them. Fuck them. They're not good enough. What, Lacazette? They've never been good enough okay. for this club. They've never been good enough. No, how, they've never Manny, been good enough. Manny, Can you Manny, really how, how old are you? Has put together a season that is worthy Sorry, of being an Arsenal player. 31. <laughs> right. 31 years old, and I'm sick of seeing players like Lacazette come at this club. Right, who acts as if we owe him something? Who doesn't go out there and put the shirt first? I'm sick of it. Manny, where do we go from here, bro? I've already told you, man. Bring the Europa League home or, or fuck off. I've already said it. I've said it. I don't want to hear anything else. I don't want to hear anything else, but I want to see the players act as if they give a fuck. This was Slavia Prague. They, they were terrible, Slavia Prague. But they didn't have to do much to get that, that, that goal, they, did they? They, they didn't, didn't have even have much. their strongest team out, actually. They were missing players through oh. injury and suspension as well. Shocking. It was shocking. And like Manny says, I come on here and said straight away, I'm not surprised. I'm not even angry. Normally, I've done, I've done my ranting. I've been doing my ranting since October, November about this manager and about these players. And unfortunately, I haven't seen enough improvement personally. Um, People tell me that if the league started in February, we'd be in the top four. That's great, but the league doesn't start in February. I wish it was because that's where I'd love to be, but we don't deserve to be there. We deserve to be exactly where we are. Hal, I'd love to get your opinion on this. Obviously, we're very, very passionate tonight. Um, so apologies if you come into a lot of angriness. But um, I'd love to get your opinion on where you think things are going wrong or right for Arsenal. Um, and what your opinions are of Arteta this season, please, mate. Well, I'm not sure you do want my opinion on uh, all of that. <laughs> Because, uh, I mean, you know, it's hard for me to sit here and listen to this. You know, it sounds a bit like, oh, being an Arsenal fan, wow, you think nurses have it tough. Uh, <laughs> it's just you guys, you guys have got to recognise that I'm coming from a place where we've got actual problems and you've got problems we would kill to have. Absolutely. You know? I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, no, 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 no. This is the, the same yeah. case as just because someone's a millionaire, their problems don't matter as much. And when someone isn't a millionaire, like, you know what I mean? Like everyone has problems, different levels in life. It, mm-hmm. We have and, and yeah, absolutely. fundamental, systematic, is. institutionalized problems. They are massive problems. It's it's nothing to be kind of, I understand. Massive problems winning the FA Cup. You don't think Sheffield United no, would love no, to win no. the FA Cup? Stop. We're talking about Premier League form and what we're doing in the Europa League. The FA Cup we're masters at. We've mastered it. Like, let's stop that rhetoric. Yeah, I mean, I still maintain what I was going to say, that just it's difficult, like, listening to this because I, I've watched my my team that I love, the heart and soul, ripped out with Chris Wilder going, we're going to have to start all over again next season. We're going to lose our best players. We might even lose some of them to Arsenal. 
And I felt like last season we were be, we'd have been able to stabilise in the Premier League and establish ourselves and maybe get into Europe and push on. And, and I see, you know, you'll think this is crazy, but I love Sheffield United as much as you love Arsenal. And I see Sheffield United the same way you see Arsenal. I think Sheffield United should be competing for things. Why shouldn't we be? We're a football club, just the same as any other. And if you're a fan, you imagine your team can one day do what Leicester did. And if I don't ever believe that, there's no point in me still being invested in football at all. So I, I want to see Sheffield United get into Europe, win the Europa League, win the FA Cup, get in the top four of the Premier League. And people will think that's crazy. But that's why you get into this little dream and this journey. I'm not a glory supporter, obviously. Uh, and it doesn't look like I'm going to see any glory. And it might even be another 13 years until we get back in the Premier League. I think we're going to have a horribly long and difficult road. And I, I think our worries and our concerns and the things we're going to have to deal with next season are going to be real. We might go uh, things like transfer embargoes and stuff like that because it's going to be really tough now. We're not going to have the money. We're going to have to sell and then we're not really going to be able to replace. So, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of things that I'm very, very worried about going forward. We had to stay up this season. Luckily, we're going down where parachute payments are still something. And in another way, I'm, I also look at it as that I think the pandemic's had a huge effect on our season. But in a way, I'm glad we got promoted when we did because if we hadn't got promoted and then the pandemic had struck, I mean, we would have, we'd almost have been finished. You know, there's yeah. almost half the clubs in the championship are under transfer embargoes. We'd have been, we'd have been in and amongst that. We're going to just be okay. The financial accounts came out for last season, 1920, and we sort of stayed afloat. When they come out this time next year, we'll have lost a lot of money. Yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because I'm going to, I'm going to revert back to uh, the Chris Wilder stuff and then Sheffield United, and we're going to move on to that game in a minute. But, just your thoughts on, and you say it's hard at the moment to hear us all getting upset about Arsenal. You'd love to swap places, I'm sure. Absolutely. Do you understand where we're coming from, though, in a way? Because we have, in the past, been competing at the very top level. We're seeing our club go down and down and down, it seems, in the league. Um, could you see why we're upset? And, and what do you personally feel about Arteta and Arsenal? Like, if you know, if you was to have an opinion from the outside looking in, do you think Arteta's done a good job at Arsenal? Do you think that he's the right man to take us forward? It's really tricky. Uh, I, I don't particularly keep much of an eye on Arsenal. Mm. Uh, I, I probably have How a similar. How dare you, Hal? How dare you? I know. <laughs> they're not the main, they're not the biggest part of my universe <laughs> at all. Uh, and, you know, I probably have the same amount of opinion on Mikel Arteta as you have on Paul Heckingbottom. I, uh, I know that I know a little bit about him. You know, it's like I could probably name six Arsenal players. I just, I'm, I'm focused on Sheffield United. That is it. Mm. That is my only focus. Until I heard all you rant, I didn't realise it was going so terribly for us <laughs> I just I just I honestly you know it's a bit Only of an Alan Partridge is, so. a bit of an Alan Partridge shrug you know it's just Arsenal you know I just you know I I've, I can think of games against Arsenal where we where we've won and they make me happy and I can think of awful times when I've gone to watch my team away at Arsenal and seen us not get results because we uh, we don't do particularly well <laughs> at Highbury or the Emirates Fair play. How? Let's stick with uh, Sheffield United just quickly, and we'll come back to Arsenal for this weekend. Um, man, I want to talk about Chris Wilder first of all, and your season. I, for some reason, believed you were going to struggle this season. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I thought last season your style of play was extremely impressive, um, and you got the maximum out of the squad you had. Chris Wilder deserves a lot of credit for where he he took over and to where he's placed you. And it's all gone wrong for him. Please talk to me about Sheffield United, Chris Wilder, and what the hell has gone on this season. 
Well, I think, like I mentioned, the pandemic had a, had a huge impact. You know, I went to the last game that we were able to go to. That was against uh, Norwich last March, and we beat them, and we were fifth, and we were I think four points off fourth, and and we were just playing with a with a team that's come up from League One, uh, living a bit of a dream, it's like someone was playing Football Manager and had gone into the data editor and made players that aren't actually that good really good, and we suddenly <laughs> looked. I we like suddenly that. looked, we were playing with house money and we looked incredible. <laughs> and Billy Sharp and John Lundstrom and Jack O'Connell. I mean, Jack O'Connell, I was watching highlights today from 2015 when he was playing for Rochdale. It's just incredible what we have done with a squad that should be nowhere near the Premier League. And we weren't just, you know, punching. We were punching well above our weight. We were far better than the sum of our parts, but we were lucky last season. We didn't have injuries and we didn't concede goals. And we scored sort of a goal every, every, every game just about. I think it was exactly that. And we were winning games 1-0. This season, injuries, no fans, and that kind of worry, <clears throat> and that break as well, that huge break that everyone had, we came back from that looking awful, looking really tired. And we actually haven't really kicked on since that break. I do feel like if there hadn't been the pandemic, we were about to go to Newcastle. That would have been the next game. They had their, their goalkeeper, their number one out. I think we would have won that game. We actually, when we came back after the break, played Newcastle, got hammered 3-0, lost John Egan to a suspension. We then missed him for key game against Manchester United, got hammered in that one as well. And then it sort of spiralled out of control. And it's just carried on. We had this confidence of winning we won all the way from league one we won all the way through the championship and success breeds success and we were just winning and winning and winning and winning and it was madness and now the same thing's happening we're losing and losing and losing and it's just <laughs> spiraled we can't see we don't draw we didn't draw last season we win or we lose and that was the chris wilder way we attack all the time yet we can't score goals which is a bizarre thing we have overlapping center backs but all of them have been injured this season we haven't been able to play any of our kind of key back three all across the back together it's been huge you know people say van dyke's important for liverpool jack o'connell is our van dyke but we don't have any depth when he's out we had to replace him with um, ho 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 keen brian and he was playing <laughs> he was playing for he was playing for oldham he was playing for berry you know the, the guy isn't he's great great little lad i'm sure he's fantastic Fantastic. He's probably not Premier League quality. So we've been having to throw in these backups that just really aren't good enough. Sander Berger, our sort of superstar signing, he's been injured almost all season. John Egan's been out. Chris Basham, our player of the season, two seasons in a row, he's been out. And we've been relying on Billy Sharp, bless him, I love him, and David McGoldrick. You know, these are sort of free transfers, League One, very, very good strikers in League One, decent in the championship. And we've been relying on them to get us wins in the Premier League. It's not their fault but it hasn't really worked. And we spent money, I would argue, quite poorly. A lot of players we were linked with, we didn't go for. And then we get that nickname of the Brexit Blades because we don't really sign foreign players. And I think that's actually, that's ended up hurting us a little bit. Fair play. And just lastly on Chris Wilder, I mean, I'm a huge fan, was a huge fan. You said you had a little bit of inside knowledge about uh, what's going on. I don't expect you to tell us everything. Yeah, I said that uh, often. Yeah. In an, <laughs> no, in an, off the record. Off yeah. the record. Uh, no, and I don't. I don't expect you to, mate. I'm only kidding. But obviously, disappointment for you, I guess. Um, and well, he resigned. He resigned, you... right? Let's, let's get that clear. So he resigned twice. He tried to resign after we lost to Crystal Palace two 0 which was a, uh, as you'd say, for Arsenal fans, a ludicrous display last night. Um, but we were dreadful in that game. You could see him walk off at the end of the match, saying, "I can't do this anymore." You could lip read it. And apparently he tried to resign after that game. That was rejected. Our owners desperately wanted to keep him. Then he tried to resign again, and someone tries to resign twice, you've probably got to listen to them the second time. So he, he he did resign. And a lot of people have said 
our owners sort of pushed him out and all that. And I think Chris felt like they needed a new voice and he couldn't get them up for it anymore. And for whatever reason, it just was completely not working this season. And I think he'd had enough of it. And also, he's never been relegated. He's never even finished lower two seasons in a row. But you also, you couldn't have sacked a man for that. Wilder, we love. We never wanted to lose Wilder. We'll never get anyone better than Wilder because he's, he's a blade. And this was his first ever season where he hadn't done better than the previous season. Well, in 25 years, that's pretty good going. So we definitely wouldn't sack someone for that. So no, we, not a single Sheffield United fan wanted Chris Wilder out. And we're all really, really gutted that he's gone. And we'll, we'll probably, we might even replace him with our first ever foreign manager. Who knows? Who knows, indeed. We'll come back to that in a minute and your prediction for the game. Um, I'm going to come to PG in a minute. Manny, I know you've got to shoot off. Um, wrap it up, man, uh, before you go. Obviously, go back to the league. It's the Europa League or bust for me. What do we do with this league now? Do we just, you know, try and finish as high up the table? How do you see it, man? I don't know, man. For me, it's, for me, it's Europa League or bust. I gave up on the league when... Uh... Um... I don't know when I gave up on the league, to be honest with you. I just, for me, I always said it's the Europa League or nothing. You know, there's nothing else that's going to salvage this season. There's just, uh, I just want to see some balls drop in this team. Honestly, that's all I want to see. I want to see them go out there and fucking earn it. All right. I don't want to see Obama Young with his midlife crisis haircut. Yeah. I want to <laughs> see you scoring goals. Right. I want to see you doing your job, mate. I want to see Arteta doing his damn job. Somebody tell me what his non-negotiables are. Somebody please print out these non-negotiables and send it to my email address because I want to see what they are. Because what I'm seeing is crap. A Cedric and a Willian left-hand side, that never should be. I know that Tierney's injured. I know that. But what's Willian doing in the team? How many shots on target has he had this season? But he still gets played over and over and over. Where is the accountability for crap performances, Mikel? Because I'm sick of it. I want to see this team do something different, except they're doing the usual shit and us fucking it up. When we're supposed to win, we're expected to win. This is when we put in these kind of performances. I don't understand it. I want to see something different. I don't care what it is. Get it sorted or fuck off. That's all I've got to say, man. Manny, passionate as ever. Good to have you back on the show. You take care, bro, and we will catch up. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for having me on. Have a good night, guys. You take care, Manny. Sweet See dreams. you later, bro. Have a rest. Make a cup of tea. Manny will go and sit in, the bar. <clears throat> sit in the bar for relax with some spice rum and chill. That's what that dude needs to do. I do love Manny. He gets very, very passionate. Uh, PG, let's come to you. Obviously, we've got Sheffield United at the weekend. The best response is obviously a win um, from last night's performance. How do you think you see this one going? Um, and what sort of team selection do you think he's going to go for with this one, mate? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. Who knows who he's going to choose? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, I just think on Sunday, they the, the, the 11 that cross the white line need to play for their manager, need to play for Arsenal, need to play for the shirt on their back um, and maybe um, take their chances. We'll see. Do you, do you think, I mean, I know you are a fan of Mikel Arteta and you want to give him time and you think he deserves to be given time. What can you tell the panel, the, the people in the chat, um, that you're happy with that Arteta has done? And that's not me digging you out or anything like that because you know, everyone knows my opinion. But what is it that we should be happy about that Arteta is doing? 
I just, you know what, the reason I asked that Manny, I've never heard him before, how old he was, because... That Manny. That Manny. Manny. I've never heard of him before. If he would have been around in the early 80s when George Graham joined, geez, he'd have had him out. If it had been a Man United fan when Ferguson joined, he'd have had him out. Oh, so it's very I, different now. PG. I don't, no, it's not. It's not any different. It's, it's still football. It's still eleven players. Got the business side of it's different. Well, yeah, but that's not Mikel Arteta's fault, is it? That's that's our own. Nothing's Mikel Nothing's Mikel Arteta's fault. No, I didn't say that. But you see, it's so weird. You go on about him being a legend. None of us have ever said that. If you go it's, on about, we can't no, criticize him. I do like criticize him. I, I find it odd that you, you, all your, the people that don't like Arteta. Find it weird that no, we don't like we... him. He's just not doing a great job in the league. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that's what it is. If he wins that's the Europa right. League, so if I he find... wins the Europa League, you're I mean, all going to love him again. It's bizarre. No, 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 no. It would be a miracle, and it would be wonderful. And that is what most fans, a lot of fans like me and Dan, wanted from the start of the season to win the Europa League because yeah, we knew we didn't have a chance in the Premier League. Yeah, but, what's but wrong as with I that? Said before he's, he, you know, he's coming through a pandemic. He hasn't had pre-season. He's got injuries going on. You look at. Liverpool with their injuries. It's a mad season. Judge him next year. I said the same thing. Why didn't oh, everyone give Emery this I, I kind did. of... Um, I did. No, give no, no, no. This patience. You know I did. I no, did I'm saying every, I got told people off for supporting Emery. Not, when, we, when, he went on the 22, when he went on the 22 unbeaten game run, everyone was all in. Or their chips were all in on Emery. To be like, fair, so they weren't. They weren't all in. I you was all popcorn, in. Any popcorn, Hal? Any popcorn, Hal, at all? <laughs> You just come and join us on the hybrid squad. It's no different. And, you know, I can see all the comments and everything. You can all say what you want. I, I don't really care. I've criticised Arteta. Soph was there when I did it. Once. Absolutely will. I will criticise him for I do not understand why he plays Willian. I will criticise him for that. But let me just tell you something. You don't know what goes on on the training pitch. You don't know what he's giving instructions. And I'm telling you, I feel in my heart he has not, not lost. Enough. He has not lost the dressing room. He has not lost the dressing room. No, I he, don't care what he, anyone he hasn't, says. He hasn't lost Saka and, and ESR and Tierney and those and kinds of players. I don't find it very, very supportive to say that it's the Europa League or he's out. Because if he wins it, you're all going to be moaning again next year about something. So for me, I think he's 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 got he needs time in it. But but as you said, Sophie, it's not the same anymore. They don't get time. So we get Arteta out, we get another one in, and the same things happen again. He deserves the summer Freddie, transfer Emery, window, Arteta. He deserves the summer transfer window. We need to, to look build. at the owners. We need to look at the backroom staff. We need to look at everything. But anyway, sorry, Dan, I have digressed. <laughs> No, you're fine. And, and listen, you, you've got some good points, PG, about the board and the owners. I've, I've been a big, big um, advocate for the, the owners getting out, get someone with ambition, get someone who actually wants us to go somewhere. And of course, the board is full of dinosaurs or novices. And I would love some Arsenal men. But I can't get away from the fact that we are ridiculously low in the league, playing the most unattractive football I've ever seen. And when it gets to the stage of the Europa League, I have not said Europa League or bus much until the last couple of weeks because a lot of people have been saying that that is the way it is. And maybe I'm thinking, okay, I can see that. I've wanted the guy gone since November. I've been pretty consistent about that. Yeah, you have. When you get get people flip-flopping, oh, actually, he's all right, he's beat Spurs, let's give him another go. I don't understand that either. So I'm with you on that one. You either want him in or you don't want him in. None of this, oh, I'm asking questions. He's been here for long enough to see what style of play that there isn't. He's been here long enough to see that they're with, with different players. I don't see a difference. So that's just my opinion. I could be wrong. He could go on, win the Europa League. We go and win the Champions League. We get into the top four. I don't know what's going to happen. But the way I see it, my eyes don't lie to me. 
and I'm not seeing anything positive. But let me tell moment. you something, oh. and this is something that Kevin so far argue about a lot. If he goes and win the Europa League, it's not him that wins the Europa League. It's those 11 players on the pitch that wins the Europa League. So <laughs> it's always about the players. I just don't understand. So he's in front of goal last night and he's told Lacazette to, to miss that. That chance was harder to miss than actually score, but that's Arteta's fault. So I, I'm, I can't keep going over this. Let's talk about Sheffield United. On Sunday, I hope they come out. I hope they play for the shirt, the crest, the, the badge. I hope they do. I, and the only one thing I'll agree with Manny on is I hope they show some balls. We're a cup team. We're not a Premier League team. So if we win the Europa League it wouldn't be a surprise because we're a cup team. Oh, it wouldn't we be a surprise. No, we can't Apparently. focus. We we do not have the mental capacity to concentrate for an entire season over 90 plus minutes and 36, eight games, whatever it is. We do not have that in our DNA anymore. That, that is gone. We're a cup team. So if we do win the Europa League, it would be a build on getting to the Europa League final two seasons ago, losing it and coming back and winning it. Everyone lauded Liverpool for going to the Champions League final and then going back and losing. They lost, they won, right? We're a cup team. So it's almost like if Arsenal do win the Europa League, will it be a surprise based on the season we've had in the league? Yes, but it wouldn't because we're a cup team. Those are the kind... You watch. Next week, we'll probably win. You know, because we can focus on that one game, that one moment, that one time. Beyond that, we're not able to do that. And we haven't had a manager that has been able to manage that in the Premier League over an entire season. We're mentally mm -hmm. impotent. We have players that are weak source. <clears throat> and I've always said that he deserves the summer transfer window, build the team in his image. And if we're still in the same position in October or November, he's got to go. He's absolutely got to go. And and I and I just think that he makes his own bad decisions sometimes and he's made good decisions. How do you perform against Leicester the way we did and then perform like that against Slavia Prague? What is what is that is management. He's managing the game, he's managing oh the players. God. <laughs> okay. So hold on a second. We can go out and beat Leicester three one and make them look like amateurs. Yes, yeah, that's Arteta's. Is or was it the players on the pitch? They both. turned up. What doesn't anyone understand about how they're all culpable? It's not, not anyone on the pitch. It's the pit. It's the players on the pitch. They're the ones. So that why the do games. you guys lord Arteta when we win so well? Who, and he's so great. He's such say. a great manager. When you say you guys, who are you talking about? The Arsenal fans who support him. We, we do our we do our post match show and we talk about the players and we rate the players and talk about Arteta no, but for a few minutes. We rate the manager, PG. We rate but, the yeah, manager. But, but we talk about the players and how they've played. Anyway, he, it, he, listen, it's not fair. We're overtaking Dan's show. It's quarter to no, eight. No, it's cool. You crack on. You crack on. The way, the way I see we're his it, guest. I, we're his guest. We're eating at the table. What's he going to do? Stop serving us? I feel I'm sorry I'm for Hal. Keep feeding me. Are you Keep still with us, you. Hal? PG, I was just thinking you are uh, sensible enough and fair enough to be a Sheffield United fan, and we would welcome you in a second. <laughs> and people in the comments who've said, Hal, I look like I'm in the Bahamas, not Sheffield. It's funny one, <laughs> funny one for you, right? I am, I'm probably closer to uh, Arsenal, where I live. than I mean, I'm definitely closer to Arsenal, where I live. Maybe than some of you, but definitely closer to Sheffield. I'm, I'm in leafy Buckinghamshire. That's oh, where nice. I live. Yes, you don't have to be from Sheffield to be a Sheffield United no. fan. No, as uh, as people often so people always say, oh, you must be from Sheffield. Mm. I don't do that to Liverpool fans, Man United fans, and Chelsea fans. 
Oh, we do all the time. But why are you a Sheffield? How comes you are then a Sheffield United fan? Just for the glory and the and the fact. (laughs) uh, I'm just in it. I I started supporting them last season. (laughs) Oh well, thank you for the night. I'm just a football fan. I just go to the Emirates and the Highbury, and I've been going for forty odd years. And I have seen us up. And I've seen us down. So. Yeah, you don't, you've not seen too much of the down. I mean, I've. But you see, this is the thing: how other other clubs look at us as spoil. They really do because we're sitting here arguing about possibly winning the Europa League, where mm. you would kill to be in the Europa League. Yeah, I'd, I'd kill for. I'd actually genuinely go outside and kill a man now for forty-two <laughs> points. For forty-two <laughs> points, I would bludgeon, bludgeon to death the first <laughs> the human only... <laughs> I saw. Do not do that. The only thing is how that there is one thing I'll, I'll agree with most Arsenal fans. We were sold a lie when we left Highbury. So this is why we do have this ingrained um, angriness. Yes, I got a, we all I got did. A, um, Everyone loves Highbury. Yeah, I got arrested at Highbury when... Oh. Uh, when <laughs> That's why you're goodness. Chef United yeah. scored in the last minute against Arsenal in the in the cup. Andy Gray penalty, and I just over exuberantly celebrated. I just wanted to hug Andy, so I pushed myself right to the front, and that was enough. That was enough to get Aww. ejected. And I was just, probably there wow. that day. <laughs> well, it was a great wow. day. What a player! Arrested for being arrested for being passionate. How unbelievable! That's me. That's me. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, how? Let's stick with you quickly before we wrap up, because I know you've all got to go on to your other podcasts <clears> now. Uh, how do you think it's going to go tomorrow and a prediction for the game, Hal? Yeah, it's definitely going to go. Um, there's definitely going to be a result, although let's remember <laughs> a, win, a win, lose and a draw are all results. Uh, I think that we will not win this game. And I, I don't normally say that, but uh, I've become sort of battered and bruised by this season. And my constant positivity has taken quite a knock my uh, my six-year-old nephew has decided to stop supporting Sheffield United because he's also in Buckinghamshire and he's he's the only Sheffield United fan at his school and so they're all taking the mickey out of him so he's decided Aww. to start supporting uh, decided to start supporting Manchester United which is the oh. worst thing oh god thing so it's the I mean, it's, it's dreadful uh so we'll be doing a watch along on my channel the Sheffield United way do please check it out uh we've also got Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV joining us Aww. tomorrow uh, he's very nice, very supportive of our channel. Uh, I think we will lose uh, 7-0. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you're playing us after the Europa League is, match. Is that because Balogun will be starting? Is that why you're saying that? <laughs> well, we, were, we were linked with him back in the old days, but, uh, but, he's, but he's foreign, so there's no chance of that. Um, 6-0, I actually saw... Sheffield United lose 6-0 to Arsenal. I went to that game. That was the same day that West Ham had to pay us all that money for uh, for cheating with Tevez and Mascherano Ooh, when we got relegated yes. 06 07. Yeah. So well, I, I mean we that. we do have it bad. And then of course we went down to, to League One and but you're right, Arsenal have got real, <laughs> real problems. Your team's yeah. really been the team that's missed fans. You and Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's really... a Liverpool spot yeah. on Sophie. Yeah, yeah. We've oh, really God, felt yeah. it. It's been it's been rough. It's Can I also Dan, just just briefly just out. mention my uh, my podcast you because can, buddy. Because it's brand new. It's called Once Upon a Time on the Pitch. And I've got um, Chris Kamara on there, Vinnie Jones, but also Gary Lineker. And the reason I'm bringing this up on here is Gary Lineker gave me an exclusive, which is that he wanted to try and engineer a move to Arsenal when he left Barcelona. And it's a fascinating story about why it didn't happen. And he ended up going Mm. to Tottenham. But the reason it didn't happen is incredible. And I think you've got to hear it. So it's Once Upon a Time on the Pitch. You can get it from any podcast provider. Please give me a five-star review. (laughs) Aww. 
how you will get one, man. Lots of lots of people uh, in the comment uh, appreciating you coming on. And we appreciate you coming on as well, mate. And you're welcome back on any time. Hopefully, if you get 500 points and stay up, then we can uh, play you again next season. Um, yeah, um... Or if it goes really bad for us, then we might join you in the championship. <laughs> so let's yeah. see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's well. We always draw you in the cup, so we've got that to look forward to next season. So go. I'll join you for an FA Cup third round preview next season. There Aww. we go. Uh, I'm going to go for a two 0 Arsenal win. I'm trying to try and be pop, uh, optimistic. Sophie, let's come to you, and then we'll get the last word with PG. Um, gosh, which Arsenal is going to show up? We're playing away, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, depends who he picks. If he takes a gamble. I would start Aziz. Why not give the kid a shot? We've got nothing to lose at this point. It's a little bit like American sports when you don't qualify for the playoffs. There's no relegation or anything. So teams throw in players that they're looking at for next season. That's what I would start doing um, in in the league. I'd give Aziz a shot. I I wouldn't throw in Balogun tomorrow, but I would definitely give him a couple of games. I I think we have to start Saka at left back. Cedric was a disaster. Um, I would play Chambers maybe at right back, uh, especially with Sheffield United's high on set pieces. Uh, so I think 3-1 to us. We, I don't we know who's going to get the, the yeah, we, I think, yeah, you are, no, you're not, are, yeah, but I'm talking about us. We're, we're also not that great. And mm. you see, you saw a five foot seven point five player out, outshine holding and get ahead of the other day, Jota. So he's five foot eight, maybe, I don't know, but yeah. Three one. There we go. I'll go two nil, seven nil for Hal. Let's hope it's that. So three one. Amanda, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Seven o'clock on a Sunday night, isn't it? Oh, awful, isn't it? It's just oh god. Please, let's get back to normal. Um, at Sheffield United, I'll go two all. We can't beat them, right? I know. We're, I, we're, we're I not going to score two. I'll tell you that. We're <laughs> after, all, after all that, PG's gone for a two. Yeah, we are not two. We've only had two shots on target in the last six games. We are yeah, not going to score Yeah, but you two. will turn into peak Barcelona on Sunday night when Arsenal come to town. Every player will be getting 10 out of 10 for Sheffield United. How? You have to understand that is so Arsenal. And maybe you, you, an own goal. Honestly. PG, own goal, Maybe. When you do, we, we're going to do post-match. Uh, you should come on our you pod come post-match. come on our pod on Sunday night. Come on our pod post-match. post-match, post-match. Um, Let's you see and... if, my, if my wife will allow me. It's quite a late one, though. <laughs> oh, no, we've done later, trust me. But um, you're turning to peak Barcelona and you'll come on smiling on Sunday night. I hope not, but you possibly will. Well, you so will I'm... as well, PG, because you're, you're going to become a converted blade. I can already sense it. <laughs> And also, if you don't like seven o'clock Sunday kickoffs, join us in the championship, 3 p.m. Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, old school. Mm -hmm. Oh, I miss 3 p.m. Saturday. 3 p.m. Saturday. Ivory. I want to go back to Ivory. No, it's it's a psycho thing that I think that we're going to not. I always think my predictions are never really right. I get them odd ones right. We hate doing them, don't we? Yeah, because I'm always positive and it just doesn't work. So I'm going to go for a draw. But to be honest, I'm, I'm just hoping it's not one of those nil-nil bore fests. Oh, my God, no. I just – Sunday night. Because the thing is, as you can tell from them two, um, everyone's quite angry anyway. We really need a good game on Sunday night. We really do. We'll, we'll Frustration. Do Frustration more than anger. 
Yes, yeah, I'll, I'll do our best to oblige. Also, I just want to say thank you for none of you calling my team Sheffield, because uh, anyone who does that, I instantly dismiss their opinion about anything. Oh, I call you United. You're the blade. That's, that's we're the first ever United. So that's oh, PG, you're even oh, more. PG, of a blade I think than you oh really my God. do. Are you? Maybe you're. A he really likes me. Blade fan. <laughs> At least someone does, babe. I mean, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> You've got um. Um, hold on. Does Sean Bean support you, or is he a Wednesday? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that was well, when he, he was Saturday a... comes. Absolutely, yeah. he's in when Saturday comes as as a blade. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big blade, isn't he? He's yeah. a big blade. Yeah. There we go. Um, do you know what? I hope tomorrow. Uh, sorry, so I keep saying tomorrow. I hope Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday. We see yeah. some different players. Um, that, as Manny said, and as PG said, show some fight, show some balls, and just look like you want to be out there. Please show us something. Give us <laughs> something to be optimistic about. <laughs> I like that so much. More Sean, nice. Bean, Sean Bean Game of Thrones right here. Oh, I yeah, love Sean Bean. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Uh, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Hal, please shout out your podcast, where they can find you on YouTube and your channel and all that stuff. Well, Sunday night it'll be on the Highbury Squad, so... <laughs> There we Come go. see how we're going. Maybe. 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 Uh, again, maybe. my wife has a very early start Monday. Um, <laughs> I, I met Sean Bean at Old Trafford when we played Arsenal, actually, in the FA Cup, and Seaman made that save, and Graham yeah, Paul gave, gave you that there. goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I met him before we were walking. What was right he like? Side. He just had an accident, but he'd had oh. an accident in the kitchen with his wife, and he was telling me about it, and he'd cut his hand. And I thought, oh, that's, you know. That's an issue. And, of course, it would end up proving that way in a number of scenes in Game of Thrones. His hands, of course, let him down as he was captured and, uh, no spoilers, but beheaded. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my podcast is uh, Once Upon a Time on the Pitch. That's Once Upon a Time on the Pitch. Gary Lineker talking about how he tried to engineer a move to Arsenal is... You've got to hear it. And Chris Kamara talking about that unbelievable moment where he didn't see the red card. And he explains, oh, yes. he explains how that happened. And you, you, you can actually really understand how he missed it when he explains it. Wow. Well, you heard it here first. Get yourself over to watch how and amazing guests, by the way, on a fantastic show. Um, I've got to say thank you to the Highbury Squad. I've got to say thank you to Sophie. Thank you so much, Sophie. How can people follow you right now <clears throat> over on the Highbury Squad? Uh, we're at Highbury Squad on all platforms and at Soccer Diva for me on Twitter. And then we're doing a show in about five minutes with Kevin Campbell and Lee Judges. We're taking a trip down memory lane, because you know why? That's what we do these days as Arsenal fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> and we're old. Everyone on that pod is over 45, so we're all old on that pod. There we go. Um, That's why I, I wasn't invited to see. I'm only 33. I'm yeah. young. <laughs> You're not allowed tonight. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Uh, please go over to the Highbury squad. Amanda, thank you so much for coming on. Nice to see you and Manny having a bit of banter and a bit of a debate. Uh, and you and Sophie, to be honest, as always. PG, how can people follow you? Uh, they can't, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know. At the Highbury squad, obviously. Um, at Prince... No, at no, Goonagirl. Goona Girl. Nine, it's Goonagirl. I never know what it is. At Goonagirl1969 on Twitter... Uh, princess Guna, that's what's PG. We all have a bit of fun, and no, I'm not really a princess, although I'd like to be one day. Uh, I'm me not. Too. Um, yeah, only sometimes. <laughs> only a princess on weekends. Only um... a princess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Only a princess when we talk about Arsenal. Yeah, it seems that way. Well, uh, guys in the chat, thank you all so much. 144 of you watching live now. Please yay. 
get yourself over to Highbury Squad now. Yay. That's what I'm going to be doing in three minutes' time. See more of uh, what these girls are going to say. You don't want to mislead judges and Casey together either. Hal, thank you. Sophie, thank you. Amanda, thank you. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Up the Arsenal. See you next Thanks, time. Thanks, Dan. Bye. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.